Blog Talk Radio.
True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yahweh's radio shop on the Sabbath day. Worldwide international radio broadcast top part of the Sabbath day. Is now on the air. I'll be your host, 
for the top part of seven days. We got the memos in two, three, four, five, six. They all ready to go. So remember, if you're located anywhere within 70 miles of any of the six locations, give us a call on the international line, 224-600-5579, and we'll direct you to the closest camp in your facility of the voices of the true Israelites. Got it? Good. All right, on the international side, over 900,000 strong, they ready to hear something. And I'm ready to do my part in top part of Saturday. You see, we've got our elders. He's ready to do what he, what he got to do on the top part of Saturday for the almighty Yahweh, the unique elder, Mr. Chibs. Loud voice, you say. Elder, Mr. Chibs. Tribe of Yahweh, Judah. Yahweh did that thing, right? And Yahweh bless you, see you as well, see you as well. Oh, Yahweh. there, Elder Mr. Tim, Israel. Well, you know, um, our sister BSJ, she said, listen here, I ain't ready to call on that microphone. I, I want to get all the words down packed, and I'm going to holler in that microphone real soon, too, because we see that those that understand this is serious business, you, matter of fact, even Big Robo will understand serious business about Yahweh's business, so sooner or later, <laughs> it's going to take care of, they're going to do what they got to do. So uh, we'll leave it like that, and Sister BSJ, whenever you're ready to uh, get in that microphone and hog that microphone, you'll be all wide eyes and bushy tail waiting, so no doubt about it. So, Elder Mr. Till, this is the top part of the Sabbath day. This is the day that the Almighty have made for me and you, especially the 12 tribes of Israel. The other nations was not given the Sabbath day, so they don't have to keep the Sabbath day. But if they can receive a blessing, they got to keep the Sabbath day. But the children of Israel, the 12 tribes, was given the Sabbath day. DNA, genetically. Children of Israel, 12 tribes, keep that Sabbath day. Have a righteous gathering. We got six locations spread all over the known world. Call for details and get in where you fit in at. Elder, Mr. Tim, take your time and talk to the national audience, and then you got to spread some books on until they start drifting into up under the, um, the curtain. They come on stage, but. That's the way it is. Take your time here you're on the clock. Come on. Once again, Yahweh bless you, see Israel. Thank you for bringing me into tonight's broadcast among a cast of hundreds of thousands. And you always hear me say that's a good thing. Because actually, it really is. To be among those many people that want to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. Even myself, sometimes I dip in and out the temple like a rabbit Nobody sees me I'll drop in and drop off some tidings I think I went by the temple today And drop off a sack of goodies Straight from the garden Because we always say the harvest is plenty But the labels are few And we know that Because We always say that Yahweh loves a chill forgiver and we do that because that's really true. You sit and you give 
what you can. And that's appreciated by Yahweh and also the temple for your righteous work. You remember that the non-righteous job is to lead you astray, to lead you in other directions, all over the place. They try to deceive you with a lost and confused understanding. But Yahweh's ministry guides those people that are in uh, the temple through all these dark times of loud bump the gums and confusion and Christianity up for righteous learning. We welcome and thank all of you for attending our live broadcast of Yahweh's ministry. It comes to you live and over to you always with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost, about Yahweh's word. Connecting the books, your health, foods that you should eat, and keeping the Sabbath days. We do all this because you have not. And it's the information you came to seek and have now found in the voices from the Trizoites, tribe of God's We're open unto you on the non-Sabbath days, the regular days, from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. And those regular days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. No class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. But however, we do have a Sabbath class. The top part of the Sabbath is Friday. That's today. That class starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. and an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until temple members desire to leave. We also have a website address. To use this on any search engine, right on that search line, try, type tribeyada.com. And after you click on it, once again, look for tribeyada.com. Dash Israelites. This will take you to a big line where you will see some choices. One of the choices will be tithes and offerings. Click PayPal and follow the instructions. Any other device, you may see menu, but after clicking that, you'll still see the choices and still choose the tithes and offerings. And doing so, remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, given to the Yahweh, dependence of the people. Give unto the Yahweh glory and strength. Eight, give unto the Yahweh the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Now, I always remind everyone when you're doing this to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver, as I said before. And also donations to this ministry is greatly appreciated that you give according to the Bible scriptures mentioned in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30, and once again mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you dust sales, Yahweh, also for building a school, a banquet hall, radio station, and the land to grow the health foods we continue to speak of on this program, Yahweh. Also while there, don't forget to check the calendar. The calendar will help you view your family and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year, which we often talk about, because we currently have a feast day coming up pretty soon. We also have a live program. It's a feature that's available during our broadcast time. To get there, enter three words this time, Capua Radio Live. And after click enter, look for Voices of the Tuesdays, Driver God Job, and click the red live button as soon as it appears, and it puts you right into our live online broadcast. 
Also, we have a few numbers you can call with the Aquan line. The first being the live conference room number, which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This will be our international number. We can call and leave a message on those Bible scriptures that you may have questions on, which can be answered by anyone with six or nine camps of Yahweh's ministry. But also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach, as we had many trying to do that before. When you do that, you will only hear a discouraging dial tone. Also, by calling this number, you can order what our members know as the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on PPD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. On another note, as a reminder, please do not contact the seer via email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's usually pretty busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answering many memos, and even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please use the international line of 224-600-5579. And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you call trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear discouraging doubts. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can catch the entire show today after 10.30 p.m. Just enter three words, Yahweh Radio Live, on your search line. After clicking enter, look for Voices of the True Israelites, Tribe of God. Just choose the program that you're late logging into or any previous day that you would like to listen. And also, during our normal broadcast broadcast, we're also simultaneously transmitting on PalTalk, where it can be logged in by your phone, tablet, computer, even now your smartwatch. Just make sure you've downloaded the PalTalk app. We will be listed under ethnic group, African American, look for voices of the Trisolites, Private Gaza. Our room will hold 50 or more listening participants, where Yaqua's word will be working for your Bible education. While I'm here to answer the on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast, will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with Seer Israel, writing as Shotgun. During this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic any more than two text questions answered at a time. And our broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue teaching on call talk. But that continuing reminder I usually give that you should be used to hearing by now. When we're giving scriptures to speak by the seer, be quick to hear, slow to speak, so the words of Yahweh will flow smoothly, remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. So we have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do that. I'll pass our program over to our seer Israel and see if I can get me some books open and say hallelujah, Yahweh. Well, that's excellent. Hallelujah, well, like they say again, like they said, cream rise to the top. So um, that's the way it is. But one thing about it, just to say the Almighty are made, and those that's coming on stage to help uh, 
with the broadcast. Um, they'll be on a little bit later. So we just going to get something going on until that time comes there, Elder Mr. Kip. And like you did say, it's a feast day coming up. But like we explained in lesson last night, the most important thing to understand about the feast that's coming up, that feast that's coming up in about two or three weeks, that is that is the gathering of the children of Israel and taking care of all his business on the other nations of those that is contrary to the covenant. So that's going to be, you have to have your gym shoes on in that day. That's going to be a day of gym shoes. You will be able to um, eat a great meal on that day too if you know what place to be in. And we'll take a look at what place to be in to eat a great meal. In the other place, you're not going to be able to eat a great meal. At. So that's all we're going to do. We're going to hurt the righteous act and let you know it is a place on the more of blowing his trumpet where you get chance to eat a great meal because Yahweh can take care of all this business in one hour. And after that one hour is up, you will have a job to do. According to the 39th chapter of Ezekiel, you got a job to do soon as that hour is up. <laughs> so it's a whole lot. It's a whole lot. So we got to break down a lot of things, especially the six anointed counts. You got to make sure that you understand this day is a day of eat. That day will be a eat them up and drink them up day. But don't forget about the, the number one reason the more is blowing the trumpet is about. Never forget it. Sure you're going to eat them up. Sure you're going to drink them up. But don't forget about the, what is the true meaning of the more of blowing the trumpet. So we have to lead by example. So calls we made about what you're going to bring. That's a great thing, but in the same token, you must understand the message. He ain't got that speech in there, or none of his speech in there, to not be, to be, but not for you to explain what it's really pointing towards. You got it good, because you got seven feast days in the big of 23. You just come up on the last one. All right, so we're going to take a look at Luke chapter 12, verse 12, then we're going to see if we get something going on. Then once whoever among the six camps coming in to assist in the top part of the seven day, we'll bring them in when they, when they come into the room. Well, now, you know, you and I have to take care of this business, and, and that's a great thing because no accident in Yahweh. So Luke chapter 12, verse 12, what's that say here? In the book of Luke, chapter 12, reading verse number 12, says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. That's excellent. That's excellent, Elder. In that very same hour. But as you was reading that, a scripture came right in my head, so that's the way, that's the way it, it operates. To explain to you, once you've got this position of being in especially in the leadership of the six anointed camp, you have to have a different mindset. Now, we'll get a case in point by going to 10th chapter, verse 1. 
Just as you said that, Elder, some scripture were put right in the head by the new spirit saying, see, a back up the reason why those that got a job to do must think about some good stuff in the Bible. We're going to the 10th chapter of 1 Samuel. And let's find out about this man in 1 Samuel 10, the elder. We'll find out about it's a, it's a man in the 10th chapter. He was set out to do one thing, but he ended up doing something else. Let's see if we run this third down and see what's going on in 1 Samuel 10, verse 1. Let's read a little bit in 1 Samuel 10, 1, elder. Let's see what's going on if we can read. Come on. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 10, verse number 1, and reading forward. One says, Now there was a certain man of Ratanon, Zophim, of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son wait, wait, of Jeroboam. Hold on, y'all. I'm in 1 Samuel 10, 1. Look at it real carefully, 1 Samuel 10, 1. We're going to pick it up right okay. there in 1 Samuel 1. Okay, sorry about that. That was my mistake. I'm reading in the wrong chapter. 1 Samuel chapter 10, verse number 1 says, Then Samuel took a vial of oil and poured it upon his head and kissed him and said, It is not, it is not because Yahweh had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance. Two. Now, Rhett, I'm going to bring his name in. Now it's back up to the ninth chapter. And I'm going to find out what's really going on. Now, since we got his name on the table, but we're going to get it some more. Now, I want to find out what was he doing before Yahweh put the call on what, what, what was his mindset? Let's back up to the ninth chapter, verse 1. And we'll read down on the ninth chapter, verse 1. Let's find out what's going on. 9, verse 1, what does it say? Just read a little bit. Okay. In the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 9, reading from verse number 1. Now there was a man of Benjamin, whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, the son of Echahorah, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power, too. He had a son whose name was Saul, a, ch- a choice young man and a goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person than he. From his shoulders and upward, he was higher than any of the people. Three, and the asses of Kish, Saul's father, were lost. Kish said to Saul, his son, Take now one of the servants with thee, and arise, go seek the asses. Four. And good, 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 good. So we 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 don't get off into the whole matter of it. But his daddy told him to go look for the ass, the masses that he had on law. So his intention was to go look for some asses. That was his intention was. But Yahweh had other intentions. Like sometimes you might be thinking, well, this is what I could be doing. But if Yahweh got a calling on you, he's going to keep plaguing you until you get in where you fit in at. 
So now his intention was to go look for his daddy's pastor. And that's what he was doing. He was going looking for him. But he couldn't find, you know, someone his servants told him something. You know, um, let's skip down and find out what happened. We're going we're gonna to skip down a little bit to the elders. We're going to tell most of the story. So he was going looking for his asses for his father, but he couldn't find him. So now skip down to verse number six. Let's see what happened, because the servant told him something that was with him. He told him something in verse number six. What did he say? Verse six says, and he said unto him, Behold now, there is in this city a man of God, Yahweh, and he is an honorable man. All that he says come surely to pass. Now let us go to it, and preadventure he can show us the way that we should go. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Seven, seven says, Then said Saul to his servant, But behold, if we go, what shall we bring the man? For the bread is spent in our vessels, and there is not a present to bring the man of Yahweh. What have we? Uh-huh. Yeah, what have we? Bread. Eight. And the servant answered Saul again and said, Behold, I have here at hand the fourth part of a shekel of silver that I will give to the man of Yahweh to tell us our way. number 9 and 10. 9 says, Before time in Israel, when a man went to inquire of Yahweh, thus says he spake, Come, let us go to the seer, for he that is now called a prophet was before time called a seer. 10. Then said Saul to his servant, Well, said, Come, let us go. So they went unto the city where the man of Yahweh was. So there's right there. So that's the reason why we see the word, aforetime that word was called seer, S-E-E-R. But now they jumped the word all kind of ways up. Now it's called a prophet. <clears throat> so we know that word, 
you're not supposed to be there because he told Solomon, the wisest man in the world, in Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6, Elder, what did, what did the Almighty tell Solomon to put in writing by those the world uh, pay it no never mind? And in the book of Proverbs 30, verse 5 and 6, do you have the old fear out there, Elder, come up? In the book of Proverbs, chapter 30, reading verses 5 and verse number 6, says, Every word of Yahweh is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in him. 6. Add thou not unto his words, lest he reprove thee, and thou be a liar, found a liar. You see the saying? So they should have never put the word proper in there, period, because... <laughs> The word don't even fit, or be clear every time. So he said, don't add to his word. But who we tell specifically not to do do that, Elder? We're going to do it around the four, one, and two. Who we tell specifically don't you do it? Let the world do it, but don't you do it. So who he said that we can read in four, one, and two to not to add to his word? Four, one, and two, what it says. Book of Deuteronomy, chapter 4, reading verses number 1 and verse number 2. 1 says, Therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments, which I teach you for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Yahweh of your fathers given you. 2. You shall not add unto the word which I command you, Neither shall you diminish our commandments or total instructions of the Yahweh, your Yahweh, which I command you. See, so if we follow the rule of this man, he told us not to add to this word. That's why you got to make sure you're in a, a good ministry that bring all these points up. Let's get one more precept on that in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 32. See, you don't add nothing to his word. You're going to be approved. And Yahweh, he, he appreciates that when you understand that what he got written, that what he gave to his father, I mean, his father gave to the son, that's the end of it. The way it is is the way it is. And once we understand these things, we'll be able to enjoy ourselves and the understanding and the enlightenment that Yahweh got oil. He got oil. And long as you get out of order, you're not going to receive the proper blessing. And it'll show all over your demeanor because you're out of order. And Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 32, what does it say? Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 32 reads, And ye shall observe to do all the statutes and judgments which I set before you this day. And you should do all the statutes and judgments, laws that I sit before you, all of them see right. You got to do all of them. All that I sit before you this day, if you don't get to where you want to get to on the real side, you got to do all the statutes and judgments that he sit before you this day. So that's what you got to do. 
And see, we just the messenger to tell you that you got to do all the statutes and judgments that he sits before you this day, you children of the 12 tribes of Israel. This is, this is your duty to do. If you have copies, you're going to receive the half-cock reward. And that's the way it is. So now, so Saul went and found the man of Yahweh. Then, then, here's the point, Elder. When Saul and servants, they, they found the man of Yahweh to tell them they way. But guess what Yahweh told the seer in advance? See, he's been told to fear something in advance, and we're going to read it in the ninth chapter, verse 15 and 16. Now, watch this here. Now, we know Saul was on his way. He was on his way looking for his father's donkey. But they had also had problems in Israel. And they told Samuel to make us a king. And he's saying, we, we, we won't be like everybody else, make us a king. So Samuel, he had a problem with that. But Yahweh said, no, go ahead and do it, Samuel. They rejected you, Samuel. They rejected me because I'm their king. But show them what kind of man that's going to be running them. He's going to be a tall man. And the man going to have you running behind his carriage. They said, we don't care. We want that man anyway. So Yahweh gave them what they want. So Yahweh gave them what they want. But we ain't going to read that story. We could read all that in the seventh chapter. People there, they want to be like everybody else. Listen, children of Israel, understand one thing. You cannot be like everybody else. You got to be like the agreement that you made. Listen, WCC, what agreement did the children of Israel make? Well, WCC, let's see, can we, let, let's preset that for WCC, World Council Churches. Let's uh, put a marker there, Elder. We'll come back there in a minute. Let's uh, take care of WCC and go to the 19, chapter 3, down to verse 8. We're going to Exodus chapter 19, 3, down to verse 8. Let's see, can we take care of WCC, the World Council Churches. In the 19th chapter, verse 3 down to verse 8. What is it say? Exodus chapter 19, 3 down to verse 8. Come on. In the book of Exodus, chapter 19, reading verse 3 to verse number 8. Verse number 3 says, And Moses went unto Yahweh, and the Yahweh called unto him out of the mouth of the saint. Thus shall thou say, to the family of Israel and tell the children of Israel. For ye have seen what I did unto the Egyptians, and now I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if ye will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then ye shall be a peculiar peculiar treasure unto me above all people. For all the earth is mine. Six. And ye shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and a righteous nation. 
These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. Eight. And Moses came out, came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which Yahweh commanded him. Verse eight. And all the people answered together and said, All that Yahweh had spoken, we will do. And Moses returned to the words of the people unto the Yahweh. See that? So you see that? See, now you see that? See that covenant WCC? So there go the covenant. So now Yahweh told him, now go to your children of Israel, all to our tribe. Take your hand on your brother and the elders, the sons of Aaron, and tell them what I said. And they heard it real plain, and they said, all that you say, we going to do it. Now, one thing about that, elders, Let's precept that. Let's precept that to Numbers 30, verse 1 and 2. Then we'll bring Mother D of Israel in and Mother, um, Mother E. We'll bring the mothers in, or at least Mother, Mother E in. And Mother E going to holler in that microphone the seventh day, too. So no doubt about it. So now let's precept that, Elder. We're going to precept that. Then we're coming back and take a look at this Exodus chapter 5 and precept that, too. So let's go to the third chapter of Numbers and look at verse 1 and 2. Now he said, Moses, you go tell Yahweh, although he was listening all the time, all that you say, we're going to do. And they made another thing. And matter of fact, we're going we're gonna to pick that up in the fifth chapter by Mother E. A little bit later. So now, so Moses brought back that word. He said, they they, 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 they with you, Yahweh. Everything you, you got on the table, they said they're going to do it. Okay, good. But what did what did what did he tell Moses in Numbers thirty one and two on that same subject matter, Elder? Numbers thirty, verse one and two. The book of Numbers, chapter thirty, verse number one and two says Verse number one. And Moses spake unto the heads of the tribes concerning the family of Israel, saying this is the thing which the Yahweh had commanded. Two, if a man vow a vow unto the Yahweh, or swear an oath to bind his with a bond, he shall not break his word. He shall do according to all that proceedeth out of his mouth. You see that? You see that, El? So we find out one thing. See, the world got contracts, signed the contracts, and all that agreement. But Yahweh said, when you verbally make a statement of what you own, you locked in place when it comes down to Yaqua's been a hundred trillion million years. See, that's one of the greatest mysteries in teaching. One, yes, that's why educated on the broadcast be be slow to make a statement. Because when you make a statement, you locked in with that statement, especially if it's an off the wall statement. A hundred trillion million years, when you tell Yahweh you're going to do something, and all of a sudden you forget, but he don't forget. That's the point we make it. He don't forget. And matter of fact, uh, hell, I need no precept on that. See, he don't forget. In Isaiah chapter 30, I know I've got a lot of marbles on the table, what WCC said. See, you don't prove your point. Well, I, ain't, well, I know, but that's some precept I got to do that WCC. We know you control the microphone. You cut people's off. We know, we know your job. But 
I want to look at something that Yahweh said. See, one thing about it, see, we teach from Luke 12, 12. So, in the 49th chapter of Isaiah, Elder, I just want to preach up a statement because we receive words and then once you hear that small steel voice say, hey, Phil, uh, put a precept with that. So we have to put a precept with that, that um, whatever we, so we go on to show you that, that you locked in place a hundred trillion million years. We're just going to show you that sound. And Isaiah 49, Elder, we can look at verse 14 down to verse 16. Now listen to this real A-W-A-B-F-J Israel. Listen to this real carefully. And Isaiah 49, 14 down to verse 16. Come on, Elder. And the book of Isaiah, chapter 49, reading 14 to 16. Making my mouth is so. Sorry about being slow. That's right. Verse number, right. verse number 14 says, But Zion said, The Yahweh has forsaken me, and my Yahweh has forgotten me. 15. Can a woman forget her suffering child that she should not have compassion on? Let me read that again. Can a woman forget her suffering child that she should not have compassion on? The son of her womb? Yea, they may forget Yet will I not forget thee. 16. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. Thy walls are continually before me. Ain't that something? Yahweh, say, look here. When you, when you make a vow to Yahweh and he says you're going to do it, look here. You might forget. Maybe a woman might forget a suffering child. He says, she might. But I'll tell you one thing, when you make a vow to Yahweh, I have not forget. He said, I got you ready in the palm of my hand, and I'm watching you children of Israel. Now, you know, there's a whole lot of priests up in that. And I'm, and I'm going to take care of all that because that's just the way it is. So, there's a whole lot of priests up in that. There's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of meat on that phone. So, you see, I let you know, see, we can't all of a sudden get tens of tandems, and then all of a sudden get mad at the seer or some memo or whatever, then we pray, Yahweh, then there's no never mind. And then you wonder why your demeanor is not right. Your spirit ain't right. Why you get plagued all the time? Because Yahweh don't forget when you're feeling good and you made a vow. He don't forget no vow. You might forget it. So once you make a vow out of your mouth to Yahweh, you locked in place a hundred trillion million years. The reason the children of Israel is getting beat up today because of the vow they made. They told Moses, all that Yahweh says we going to do. And guess what? We is the genetic offspring of these people. The vow they made is on you today. The vow you made out of the mouth it's on you today. He don't need you to sign no contract. He don't need nothing right. All he wants you to do is open that fat mouth and make a statement, and you locked in forever. And sometimes he starts plaguing you. I remember one of the brothers said in class, 
Well, see, you know, I don't want to be a teacher because I, the women get upset with me, and I and I like the women. I said, brother, you can't be in this because of women, brother. I said, you know, you made a vow to be a teacher, but no, he didn't want to. He didn't want to be a teacher because the women start moving around their feet, and and they and he don't want them mad at him at that time. Bowed out from being a teacher, and all of a sudden. By the time he got out that door to speak until this present time, he can't figure out is he up or down according to this present time for making that vow. You cannot make a vow to Yahweh, whether it's your mama, your daddy, your auntie, your husband, your wife. If you made a vow to Yahweh, he's going to collect on you. <laughs> this brother right now that made the vow that he ain't going to be a teacher anymore, but he wanted to keep on stay on the women's side. And right now he can't figure out if he's coming or gone. See? And he still ain't figured out why Yahweh is plaguing him. See? Now he's plaguing you because you made a vow. You bad the way you want to be a teacher, but you didn't want the controversy of being a teacher. See, you don't want people to get mad at you. You want to be the, the darling of the class. Brother, you better be a darling to Yahweh, not of the class. Don't worry about no class. Hallelujah. You got to, don't worry about your better half. You got to find your better half either way. If you make a vow to Yahweh, he's going to collect. You might forget the vow you made, but he ain't going to forget nothing. And he's going to hold you to it, and he's going to start plaguing you little by little till he kills you. Because you can't make a bottle of Yahweh and back away from it. No. you got to roll. And he always starts from the top. We're not going to read First Peter chapter uh, 4, verses 17 through 19. He said he always starts on the top. He said the first one here in the mouth is top leadership. I'm going to hit the top leadership right in the mouth. Bang! To make sure he practices what he teaches. He's going to get hit first. But in the same token, I'm going to show him the method to come out of the hit. All right, so now, Ella, let's come on back. And let's take care of this uh, verse. Then we're going to bring Mother E in. And then we're going to get a couple more in. Then we're going to turn it over to the young line once he's all situated. A young lion said he felt like doing a little roaring on the top part of the Saturday. And I like that. So now, so now, let's go back and look at this verse again there, Hilda. We're going to precept that for the national audience. We're going to precept the verse. Let's come back to that 19, verse 5 of Exodus, and read that again and see what it says. Okay, in the book of Exodus, chapter 19, reading verse number 5. Five says, Now therefore, if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar, particular treasure unto me. Above all things, for the earth is mine. Uh huh. You say you'll be a peculiar person. You'll be peculiar. peculiar. Now, today, today that word is called will. Man, you're a curious son of God. So that word is weird. So Yahweh knew 
that word gonna be put in by the scholars, knowing the fact that you know what you but you know how to preach up your Bible, you know what that word means above all people being peculiar. That means you can be weird. But now Yahweh people, he, he said, "Look, preach up the Bible and and break down what that word really means by going to Deuteronomy seven verse six. Hey, yo, let's go find what that word peculiar means when we preach up our Bible in seven verse six. We're going to Deuteronomy seven verse six and see what the, what that word peculiar means by precepting the Bible in Deuteronomy seven verse number six. What does it say? Both of Deuteronomy chapter seven, looking at verse six says, For thou art a righteous people unto the Yahweh the Yahweh. Yahweh the Yahweh had chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are on the face of the earth. You see that? So what goes there is the word special. Above all the people. Special people. That was both tell them tell your offspring, even in the womb, you are a, even when they come out the womb, you are a special child. You got to inbred in them, they, they, they are a special because they coming out the bloodline of the 12 tribes of Israel. Special. But the, but the writers there put in the word peculiar just to have you to uh, jump all around and say, well, you know the word means special. Oh, uh, yeah, when you preach up your Bible. So peculiar means special. And that's what we are in the eyes of Yahweh, a special people. Chosen to be above all of the other 17 nations. That is our position in Yahweh, to be a special people. And when I did get in today, I did see that, that bag, Elder, you put on, that you let, you let up the temple. And all of the vegetables, we see all that good stuff. And I appreciate that, Hill, no doubt about it. I appreciate that, because one thing about it, we're teaching on, on things. We can't just talk this game. We got to walk it. So you made sure I got a whole big bag of uh, talk, walk it, too. So excellent. So you, you left me a nice, nice bag full of, of what we're talking about when it comes down to the hill. And that's a great thing. So I got it, Hill. And the young lion got those fears. Oh, big, big, pleaded grace to keep those fields standing tall, and I appreciate it. I like that. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, it don't take much for those fields, because he'll give you all he got. Because, like I said, again, he could be the field last, so he's he going to go out in the bang and just say it's Yahweh. So that's where it is. So now, I'm telling you something. When you eat the fruits, you is you is doing your body a great service. You're doing your body a great service, see, right? See, this right here is called uh, plant-based live food. If you are a natural live person, listen, don't you know your body requires natural live food? It goes together. But we eat more dead food. We eat more dead food than any race of people on the planet. Everything we eat is dead. We don't eat no live food. We wonder why we got so much problem in our body. Sugar, diabetes, cancer. We got everything. 
that contrary. We are alive people. That means alive, natural live people eat natural live food. What the young, what the elder brought in the bag and put it, left a bag full of live food, and the young lion just walked in and gave those a big, big belly full of live grapes. Listen, see, right? This is what you got to put in your body. Why you put so much dead food in your body and wonder why you you always got a problem? Don't you know when you put that dead food in your body and when you with your mate, don't you know what you're going to put in her? Your dead food. You want to know why you got a problem? You got to feed the babies and you got to feed yourself live food. Not dead food. Oh, that's enough of that. We're going to bring the mother in, and we're going to throw a few on my, and when the young lion give me wink, he got me a big belly full of grapes already standing before me. So now, we're going to bring mother in, and once he all situated, got everything going real good, we're going to back away and turn on to the young lion, let him roar. So mother E, tribe of y'all got you, the one that mows out of count one, always ready to get in there and put up brick in. Hey, mother E. Yahweh bless you, see Israel, a see Roy, hallelujah, Yahweh. Come on, Yahweh, that mother. You know, see, happy top of the Sabbath day. Sitting there eating live grapes and talking, talking that does say Yahweh. I'm very happy now. Don't take much, get those fear happy. All he want to do is some does say Yahweh, you get me very happy. So now, mother, we find out the children of Israel, they are, they told Yahweh, and not told Moses, they ain't told Yahweh nothing, but he knew they were saying anyway. They told Moses in the 19th chapter, yeah, all that you said we going to do. That's what they said. Let's precept that mother to the fifth chapter, and let's see what Yahweh responds here to them making that statement. We're going to do it on the chapter 5, mother. And let's find out uh, the response. And guess what? So this Bible is not a novel. You, you just can't continue to read without doing a precept. Let's go find out what the Yahweh say about all that good talk. All you say, Yahweh, we're going to do. That was what the tribe of Israel said. Let's precept that, mother. But we found out the Yahweh is keeping them real good. We're going to do it around chapter 5, mother. <laughs> and we'll look at verse number 1. 5, 1. And it will skip down to verse 27, 29. Deuteronomy 5, verse 1. Hey, hey mother, E, what, what did Deuteronomy say on the top part of Sabbath day in 5, verse 1? You on the clock, come on. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. 27 and 29. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. And Moses called all Israel and said unto them, Hear, O Israel, the statutes and judgment which I speak in your ear this day, that you may learn them and teach and do them. Verse 27. Those are near. And hear all that the Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall say, 
and speak thou unto us all that Yahweh, our Yahweh, shall speak unto thee, and we will hear it and do it. Verse 29. Oh, that thou hold on, hold on, hold on. Look at verse 28 again. Look at verse 28 one more time. Verse 28 again. Okay. I thought you said 29, 27 and 29. I skipped 28. Okay. Verse 28. Mm-hmm. And the Yahweh heard the voice of your word. When you speak unto me, and the Yahweh said unto me, I have heard the voice of the word of the people, which they have spoken unto thee. They have well said all that they have spoken. Verse 29. Oh, that there were such and mine in them that they would fear me and keep all my commandments, laws, always, that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Hear that, Mother? If only was a mind in them to keep my laws, my law always. Mm-hmm. See, listen, we got to keep his laws, statutes, and commandments always. We can't cameo this man's business. This man, like we say, I got you in the palm of my hand. I haven't, I'm not going to forget you. I got y'all, but I'm going to bring everything you said back on the table. He's a, he's a, he's a <laughs> Moses. I heard that words. He's I heard him real careful. That's my business. He said his business is to hear the children of Israel. Matter of fact, I'm a lot of put a rabbit out of head by now. Little Chris here, you might would just put a verse down on the table. See, the reason why we're in trouble, mother, is because we don't understand the power that he got written in his Bible about making statements out the mouth that all of a sudden personal reasons get you out of the way of taking care of Yahweh's business. Now, in Isaiah 65, mother, I'm going to get a precept. I'm going to do a precept, mother. Let me show you how close this man is to the 12 tribes of Israel. This is how close he is. And Isaiah 65, mother, mother, let's see what it says in verse 23 and 24. Isaiah 65, 23 and 24. What does that mother, mother? The book of Isaiah chapter 65. Verse 23 and 24. I see a chapter 65, verse 23 and verse 24. I see a chapter 65, verse 23. They shall, they shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth for trouble, for they are deceived of the blessed of the Yahweh and their offspring with him. And it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. And while they are yet speaking, I will hear. Ain't that something? 
see that, mother? Before you start thinking about what you got in your mind, a Yahweh of him see, this is what we had with him. When we done what the man, what he, he asked Moses, go tell him, show him this. And they brought it back and said, we're going to do it. He said, now, I like what the children of Israel said. Give me 18 chapter mother of Jeremiah Why? Why I get long winded. So he says, Isaiah, let me tell you something about the children of Israel. If they, if they do me the way I tell them to do me, mm-hmm. be, would they have the blessed seed, the children of Israel, to our tribe? He said, why are they even thinking about it? I'm going to be in response. I'm going to be on gaining them an answer. And now look at we look at us now. Over in the Christian church, Islam, Judaism, we pray like ninjas. We down there all day long on our knees just putting blisters on our knees, calling on him, and wonder why you're not responding. Because you're not doing him right. That's why you're not responding. The most sickest people in the world is the Christians. You go in and you go in and take a doctor in with a high blood pressure machine and test ninety percent of the those in that church I bet you ninety percent got high blood pressure. I bet you even even the pastor is behind that pool rock that got high blood pressure. The most sickest people in the world are Christians because they following something that was made up by man. See? That's the most sickest people in the world. And they got more problems in their bodies than anybody because they're going to eat everything the preacher pray over. Hog, Chinese food, everything. We in bad shape. We got a lot of work to do, mother. Now, in Jeremiah 18, you think, you think, Take a doctor to any Christian church. I don't care what Christian church is. You tell that doctor, I have 30, 30, 30 random clubs come up here and I'll put the blood test on them. See how they blood pressure is. I bet you 30 of them all fell out and got high blood pressure. Every last one of them got high blood pressure. Every last of them got some kind of problem wrong with them. They got everything wrong with them. You know why? Because they're contrary to the word of Yahweh. You can find the most sickest people in the world in the Christian church. You know why? They eat catfish. They eat shrimp. They eat lobster. They eat frog legs. They eat all the stuff they can get their mouth on. They, they got chicken and dumplings. Huh? They're the most sickest people in the world. And thank, and, and thank the Almighty talking to them. No, it don't work like that. So, in, you know, we got to call the way it is. And that preacher is more sicker than, than the new. He barely can get to the roster and lean on the roster. Did they tell old, old, old preacher, come on, bless the food, preacher? And he put his big black hands over the food tomorrow. God bless him, bless the food. What the food you got there? Hog? Uh, 
chitlin, yeah. got a ham with a cute with a uh, with a um, what they put that down a uh, pineapple on top of it. <laughs> you know. Well, we can go on and on with that, but well, let's go to the 18th chapter of the book of Jeremiah. See, we kind of we come humble, and we're not anti anybody, but we just got to call it the way it is. The most sickest people in the world is a Christian. Doc Cook always got their number. Matter of fact, they honor Doc Cook. They have Doc, have Doc Cook. He comes to church on Sunday morning, 11 o'clock. He's the other kind there. I know you're going to fall out anyway, and I'm going to get some more of your money. Really? Yeah, I'll be there. That's why you see a doctor sitting up in the next place. Wait for you, too. Let's go to 18 chapter, mother. And let's, let's, let's uh, pick it at verse 5. Let, let, let's get a precept on Yahweh saying some good talk. 18 verse 5 down to verse 7. What does it say? Book of Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 5, verse 6, and verse 7. Jeremiah, chapter 18, verse 5. Then the words of the young man came to me, saying, verse 6, O family of Israel, cannot I do with you as this part that Yahweh, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand. Of Israel. Verse 7. At what instant I shall speak, at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. You see that? So that's that's how close he is to the children of Israel. It's just, I can do I can do whatever I want to do to you because I own you, children of Israel. He said, I own you. You mine. Because you made a covenant with me and I ain't got that covenant you made with me. And the covenant you made with me, I haven't forgot it. Matter of fact, let me get a couple more in. I'm still watching the y'all line out of the corner of my eyes. He ain't got this way to get, but he will be. Now, and do you want me to, I want to get a precept on that, mother. I want to get another precept on that. And mother, 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 these friends have pushed out a little bit, but most likely you'll be well needed in the top part of the Saturday, no doubt about it. Alright. So now I need another precept on that, Mama. And the book of Deuteronomy, Mama. <laughs> you see, I'm talking until I can find a verse. Tell me, you know, I, I got my mouth going because I want to keep talking until I find a verse. I, I don't want to be quiet like I don't, you know, because somebody might be going on the international side and, and they'll hear nothing but pages turn into I ain't nothing going on. <laughs> No, you got to keep talking to your mind. So I'm looking for a birthday, mother. So in the 29th chapter, can you read verse 1? Let's get warmed up in 
29, verse number 1. What is that in Deuteronomy 29, 1, Moses? Look at Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 1. Deuteronomy, chapter 29, verse 1, read. These are the words of the these are the words of the covenant which the Yahweh commanded Moses to make with the children of Israel in the land of Moab, besides the covenant which he made with them in Horal. Horal. Okay, good. So, this, so he had a covenant with the children of Israel. What is this covenant talking about, Mother, verse number nine? Nine down. We just, we just read 9 down to verse uh, 12, just get warmed up. 9 down to verse 12. What covenant did he make with the children of Israel that we can read? 9 down to verse 12. What do you say, Mom? Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 9. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 9. Read. Keep therefore the words of this covenant and do them, that you may prosper in all that you do. Verse ye stand this day, all of you, before the Yahweh, your Yahweh, your captain of your tribe, your elders and your officers of all the men of Israel. Verse 11. Your little one, your wives, and the strangers that is in thy camp, from the hewing of the wood unto the drawing of the water. Verse 12. That thou shouldest enter into a covenant with Yahweh, your Yahweh, and into his oath which the Yahweh, your Yahweh, maketh. This day. So let, let me break down something you said you read in verse number eleven. I'm going to break that down a little bit. Do you know the covenant you made with Yahweh that the strangers supposed to be that's among you? They got a job to do among you. See, we got it all backwards today. We think the strangers are going to sit on the first row, the first row. And then to keep their mind going, no. The covenant Yahweh made with you pertaining uh, to the stranger was for the stranger to hew your wood unto thee and draw of thy water. The stranger got a covenant, but you never told the stranger they covenant. The stranger covenant is to make sure that the wood is right for the fire and make sure I got plenty of water to work with. See, we got to everything wrong by not knowing who we are. According to verse number 11, the stranger that's among you, he got a job to do, not run the fat mouth. His job is to make sure you warm and you got plenty of water among you. See that money? You can get a mother. How about saying in verse number 11? Mm-hmm. Hallelujah, what up? Can I get a hallelujah, what up? Out of verse 11, mother. It isn't saying yeah. that the strangers got to do 
and they do is to hew of thy wood unto thee, draw of thy water. If, if we read that or not in verse 11. See, we got everything wrong, but why? Because we think the plane is supposed to be one lead up, no, all the way around. But we don't know that, we don't know who we are. That's why we're not keeping the Sabbath day, eight days, nothing. You know, because we're trying to show you who you are and the covenant he made with you. Now, let's go to, let's go to verse 13 now, mother. And let's see, he made a covenant with the ones that was there. But look what he said now, listen. He said now, listen. If y'all do what I tell you to do, should you look for a try. Look what he said in verse 13 to them. By the mouth of Moses, verse 13. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 13. That he may establish thee today for a people unto himself, and that he may be unto thee a Yahweh, as he has said unto thee, and as he has sworn unto their father, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Israel. You see that? So there was a promise he made to your forefathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. He said, the ones that come out your loins, if they do me right, they'll be a special people unto me. If they do me right, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel. Now let's see about that covenant in verse 14. What is that in verse 14? This is real good. Verse 14, what does it say? Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 14. Neither with you only do I make this covenant and this oath. He said, Neither you only. Well, we're going to find all of them. Let's see if we get in there now. So you see, the ones that was, he was talking to in the 1400s. But then. Yahweh was told Moses, I go, I'm making a couple with the ones you can see eyeball to eyeball. But guess what I'm going to do in verse 15, come on. Verse 15. But with him that standeth here with us this day before the Yahweh, our Yahweh, and also with him that is not here with us this day. And the one that was not here with them today is up to the end of the to come. So when the preacher tells you the covenant is done away with, that's that old testament does not preach. A covenant was made with the one that was standing there, and a covenant was made with the one that was in the lawns with the earth. The same covenant that they have today. Yesterday and forever. We got to do this man's business that he got written in the Bible. Now we're going to the seventh chapter, mother, of Second Chronicles. And we're going to look at verse 14 down to verse 16. And I got my eyes on the young line. Once I know y'all situated, got all these things together, I'm going to back up. I'm going to check. I'm going to let it roll all the way. Once he all situated, but he real busy trying to 
But when Yahweh got a calling on you, like I told you about the brother in class one time ago, he said, well, I don't want you to keep it anymore because the women, they, you know, they, they, they look at the outside of their eyes. I, I like to say good grace with the women. <laughs> brother, you can't, be, you can't be worried about the women, brother. You got to worry about Yahweh. You're so busy worried about staying on the women's side and bad written being a teacher. And now today, as we speak, you can't figure out is he up or down. You know what? Yahweh bless you. You can't back away from Yahweh and we bless you. We put you in position. Remember, your number one duty is to keep Yahweh business. Everything has come after that. Keep that in your mind. Now, Saul, he's looking around for his father's darkest. But then Yahweh called those fears to the side. What he said in 15 out of verse 19 now, look at this. Israel, come on. Hallelujah. In the book of 1 Samuel. Hallelujah. Reading chapter, reading chapter 9, verses 15 to 19. 15 says, Now the Yahweh had told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul came saying, 16, Tomorrow about this time, I will send thee a man out of the land of Benjamin, and thou shalt anoint him to be captain over my people Israel, that he may save my people out of the hand of the Philistines. For I have looked upon my people, because their cry is come unto me. 17. And when Samuel saw Saul, the Yahweh said unto him, Behold, the man whom I spake to of thee, of uh, this same shall reside over my people. 18. And Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray thee, where the seer's house is. 19. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me unto the high place, for you shall eat with me today and tomorrow. I will let thee go, and I will tell thee all that is in thine mind. Yeah. So he ain't away from saying, who is this? He said, he's an honest seer. If I told this, I don't back away from my position. I run to it. I embrace it. Because I know the definition of a seer is written in verse 27. And if anybody has criticized me, tell me. Verse 27. Verse 27 says, And as they were going down to the end of the city, Saul said to Saul, Samuel said to Saul, But the servant passed on before us, and he passed on. But now stand thou still a while, that I may show thee the word of Yahweh. You see that? And when we come on the airways six nights a week, we don't tell you where we're going, where we've been. What we give you is the word of Yahweh. That's what we give you. And that's the responsibility of a seer is to give you the word of Yahweh. Let me tell you about this feast coming up. You you want you gonna have your track shoes on this feast coming up. Ain't about what you gonna eat and all that, but that's a great thing on what you eat. You will hurt somebody's back. But the elder and the teacher gotta explain the importance of this feast that's coming up. They got to know what is the Bible reason why it's a little more of going to trumpet? 
Sure, we're going to eat them up and drink them up. But the same token, you don't understand what you're doing on this day. And that's the responsibility of the leadership in forces of children like this on the camp. Sure, you're going to eat them up and drink them up. But what is the reason of this feast coming up? What is it about? And you, and you listen to last night's case, it gave you exactly what it's about. You got to get that out the way first, then you eat them up and drink them up. Now, old child was, he's a Pharisee and gave him the word of Yahweh. Then, then what else did old Samuel do in 10 1? What did, what did he do in 10 1 there, Elder? In the book of First Samuel, chapter ten, looking at verse thirty one says, Then Samuel took a bowl of oil and poured it upon his head, and kissed him and said, Is it not because the Yahweh had anointed thee to be captain over his inheritance? You see that? So you found the here, you see you ain't got nothing coming to the fear of anointing. So you you you, you anoint yourself, you just don't anoint yourself. The fear stop the red in the mouth and hit inside the head with that ball of oil over the head. He said, Yahweh anointed you to be captain over his people's inheritance. Now remember, he was looking for his father's donkey. That's what he wanted to do. But Yahweh had plans for him. So when you get the calling of Yahweh, you gotta put the donkey down. And whatever somebody tell you to do is take care of Yahweh's business first. Because when the oil hits you, according to verse 6 and 7, be my last verse, and then we're going to turn over to the young line, let it roll all the way in. So once that oil is on you, verse 6 and 7, let's see what's supposed to happen to you. Verse 6, verse 7. Come on, Elder. Verse number 6 and 7. 6 says, and the spirit of the Yahweh will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and thou shalt be turned into another man. Seven, and let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion, occasion serve thee for the Yahweh is with thee. And, and what? For Yahweh is with thee. See, now one. The Samuel put that oil on that on him, and he anointed him. The spirit of Yahweh came up on him, and he became another man. That means he can't put his daddy first anymore. But he can't do his daddy's business. He got to do not Yahweh's business. Somebody else got to go look for some donkeys. His job is to make sure the poor tribes of Israel is in order. So he has sent a message back as he reading during his lesson. His mother came and said, look, it's about to dump it. And what's going on here? He said, I'm, a new, I'm another man now. See? So you got to put Yahweh's business first. And that's what he told him. Because you know why? Yahweh is with me. And Yahweh ain't going to be sacrificial on nothing. You keep this man first, you got to bless him. If you drag your feet on Yahweh, you'll get the object of the blessing. It is going to reflect back to you in your demeanor and in your health, mindset, and in your body. 
when Yahweh working with you, you got to, you got to, you you got the flow going real good, cause that's how he operates. But he's gonna hit you in the mouth first. Understand one thing, Yahweh gonna hit you in the mouth first, and he's gonna test you with whatever you love the most. That's what he's gonna test you with. And on that note, we're going to bring that young line in, a young roaring line called Brother Makai Israel. Up and come and teach out of Camp 1. And then we got the hill on the line, got Mother E, Mother Z, Super Sarah, Red Hard, that microphone. So we can turn to the young, young line by saying, Yahweh, I've been with you, and let us know who all can the broadcast and check it all the way in. I'm out. Come on. Blessed is the Israel of Steve Roy. Hallelujah, boy. All right, take the time part. We'll keep the ball game rolling. So, uh, right now, we're going to let everybody know who's in this broadcast. We know we live right now, Saturday, flying, you know, Blog Talk Radio, at the top part of the Saturday. We also live right now on Power Talk. We got the Power Talk room open, so tune in to us on Power Talk. We also uh, laugh right now on Facebook. You can catch us on Facebook. We're going to tune in to our Facebook page at B-O-T-T-Y. Pick us up and uh, it'll pop up at B-O-T-T-Y. And you'll see us live. You'll hear us live in time to class. You won't see nothing. You're going to definitely see a lot of audio when you first say that one. So uh, we love you listening in on Facebook. You tune in on Facebook right now. Um, when the airways cut off for the national audience, you can go to our Facebook page at B-O-T-T-Y and check us out right there. We also live on, uh, you can catch us on our YouTube. We've got a YouTube page up and running right now, and you can uh, type in those keys on your one iStay telephone. If you want to YouTube or a desktop, laptop, or any of those other devices that we got going on. Uh, you can type in that B O T T Y try Y H E H. Once again, type in that B O T T Y try Y H E H. If you want to catch it on, uh, on the YouTube page, any of the previous uh, any of the previous broadcasts that we have previously recorded on that, you can catch us on that as well. So we'll keep the ball game rolling at this top part of the Saturday. We'll kick it off with Philip Sarah. Luke, chapter 12, verse number 12. Let's see what that reads while we get this top part of the Saturday rolling. Before you read that, Philip Sarah, so you're going to say, Yahweh, bless you there, Mr. LT is Israel, C. Ward, Travis, Yah, Dot, Do. Yahweh, bless you. And Yahweh, be with you, Brother Micaiah. Oh, you Yahweh. Mother E, Mother Z. Yahweh bless and keep you, Yahweh Brother Makaya. Yahweh bless you. And you, Yahweh. All right, we got the elders and the mother's on the fire. Hallelujah, Yahweh. We got Sister Sarah live from the class right now. Yahweh bless you, that's Sister Sarah. Hallelujah, Yahweh. All right, let's go kick it off with Luke chapter 12, verse number 12. Let's see what that reads. Do a 
everything right. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 23. And we're going to pick it up at verse number 1. It means 4, 24, and verse 
captives over thousands and captives over hundreds that came from the death. Verse 15. Blow, but don't blow. 
Okay, first Samuel chapter fifteen. Verse two. First Samuel fifteen. Verse two. Thus says the Yahweh of hosts. I remember that which Amalek did to Israel. How he laid wait for him in the way when he came up from Egypt. The house of God. Mm-hmm. So, uh, verse number three. Verse number three. Verse three reads. Now go and smite Amalek and utterly destroy all that they have and spare them not, but slay both men and women, infant and suckling. Ox and sheep, hammer and ass. Mm-hmm. So, so even y'all go out there and destroy the ass too, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. Say, look, I'm enough. He said, I want you to destroy Esau and his five sons. I want you to utterly destroy all that they have. He said, bad enough. He said, slay man, woman, and People are so mm-hmm. hostile to keep your family in your ass, you say, they mm-hmm. all of them. That's how Right. The, the who? Uh-huh, the what? God's got to do it. 
dot dot Judas energy. So mm-hmm. the enemy of dot dot Judas is the Agai, right? And the Agai energy, these are the descendants of the king. Remember the king, Ag. He's talking, he's saying these are the descendants of Agai, which is the king, the women, the king of the uh, Amalekites, was called Ag. These are his descendants right now. That's Yadah's Jewish enemy. Let's go to the book of uh, Genesis chapter 36, month. Again, we're going to find this thing on down. Like I said, we, we never know how this thing will go, so we're going to preach that by five and a little bit more understanding about where can we find this Amalekite? Where we can find them at? Remember, these are Amalekites. And the king of the Amalekites, the one that ran them, was Agate. In his descendants, they continue to hold a position over the, the Amalekites. Now, who is the Amalekites that we can read, Mother, in Genesis chapter 36? And we're going to pick it up in, uh, let's read verse number 9, 10, and then drop down and give you verse number 12. Nine and twelve. Nine. I want nine, ten, and verse number twelve. Okay. Genesis chapter thirty-six, verse nine and verse twelve. Verse nine. And these are the generations of Esau. I don't know what you said. Pardon me. Uh, verse number 9, verse number 10, and verse number 12. Okay. Genesis chapter 36, verse 9, verse 10, and verse 12. Okay. Genesis chapter 36, verse 9. And these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites. And Mount Seir. Verse 10. These are the names of the these are the names of Esau's son, Eliphaz, the son of Adi, the wife of S I don't know. The son of Bethlehem, the wife of Esau. Verse uh, 12. And Tima was the concubine of Eliphaz, mm-hmm. Esau's son. And, the, and she bare to Eliphaz Amakite. Mm-hmm. These were the sons of Adat, Esau's wife. So. They were uh, Amalek right there. Amalek, now remember, Amalek was uh, Yadah's Judah's enemy. And we come to fact that he's one of Esau's descent. They always somewhere in Lincoln around just to make sure they're right there with uh, any kind of something going on. Now we know, now we call him, he said, he say, hey, you are uh, Yadah's Judah's enemy. 
So now we're coming back over there to Mr. Terrell. Back over there to that book of Numbers. After we read Mr. Severini, uh, Psalms chapter 17, verse number 8 and verse number 9. After Sister Sarah read me that Psalm chapter 17, verse 8 and verse number 9. We're going to see what we got cooking. Psalm chapter 17, verse 8 and verse number 9.
the Yahweh had indignation forever. And Yahweh said he got uh, indignation with these wickedness, this border of wickedness people, and he's calling his five sons forever. That's how long he's going to have his uh, indignation against them. Everybody saying that our people is going to make it to the kingdom. We know one group of people that's not the ones that he has indignation with forever. That's each on his five sons, and he called them the daddy enemies that way. And they oppressed us. He's now be coming back to you, Sister Sarah Israel. Let's go back to that number. Let's pick that chapter 10 back up, and let's read that verse number 9. And uh, 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 let's get some powerful reading out of that. So we know who these enemies are. We can drop Esau and his five sons up in there, because we know these are the enemies that he's talking about that is quick. You're gonna be what, what you, when you blow that trumpet and, and, and number chapter ten verse number nine and when he says and if you go to war in your land against the enemy, he saw his five sons, them daily enemies, those wicked ones. Who the border of wickedness that Yahweh got indignation with forever oppress you? What did he say? Then? then you what? He said. He said when you. He said then you shall blow an alarm with the trump. He said then you shall blow an alarm with the trump, and you should be remembered. So when you blow this trumpet, what happens when you blow this trumpet in front of Yahweh? When you're in the land against your enemies, Esau and his five sons, that that board of wickedness, that one that's uh, 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 got down to his enemy. When he said, when you blow that trumpet against that one that he had said, I got indignation with forever. When you blow that trumpet against that one, what he say? What he say? Go ahead. He say going to do. He said he's going to remember. He said, I'm going to remember Yahweh do the 12 tribes of Israel before the Yahweh, your Yahweh. Then what did he say? When you going to be saved? He said, you shall be saved from your enemy. But that trumpet, Yahweh is child. See, that's what he hear. He's going to hear you when you put on that trumpet when you got yourself in order. First, we got to get ourselves in order so you can hear it. Blow this trumpet all day all we want, but we ain't doing no, no such thing. Y'all probably ain't hear nothing. Let's go to uh, let's go to the book of uh, Numbers. Matter of fact, give me verse uh, read me verse number ten. Now, read me verse number ten, because now we know that you're going to remember when you blow that trumpet, right? Get your in. Call that verse out again when you blow that trumpet. You got to remember. No, not seeing verse number nine. That's right. Also in the day of the resurrection, the following day, in the beginning of your month. Remember, he called these the day of what? Before that. Day of your gladness. But when you. So when you blow that trumpet, he's telling me, man, he's telling Yahweh, we want to do it 
Okay. First Maccabees, chapter 4, verse 1. Then took God's guardians 5,000 foot men and a thousand of the best horses and removed out of the camp by night. Verse 2. To the end, he might rush in upon the camp of the Dr. Judah and smitten them suddenly. And the, and the men of the force were his guides. Now, verse 3, now when Judah heard thereof, he himself removed and the violent men with him that he might met the king's army, which was of Emmer, Emmer, verse 4. Why as yet the voice were dispersed from the camp, verse 5, and, and the men things come and and the men sons come to guard by night into the camp of Judah. And when he found no man there, he sought them in the morning in the mountain. What what in the mountain was said, said he, these fellows flee from us. Verse 6. But as soon as it were day, Judah showed himself in the plain with 3,000 3, men who never held who had never had, had neither armor nor sword so to their mind. Pick it up, Sister verse 7, John, verse number 13. And before you do that, let me touch on this. So we got a uh, Corbett. Uh, uh, he came and he had 5,000 his footmen and 5,000 his best horses. Now, he had them come and try to slide down on the, uh, on Yacht Yacht Judah and creep up on him and stay down on him with his arms. And he had them come around with his weapons of war and, and all types of stuff, right? All right. Let's, now, let's pick it up at verse number um, six. I mean, seven down at verse number 14. Yeah, sorry. Verse and they saw the camp of the Hebrews, that it was strong, and well hunted, and compiled round about the horses. Mm-hmm. And these were experts of war. So these, these, these experts were popping up, huh? Verse 8. These are like Navy seals. To the men that were with them. Mm-hmm. Fear you not, they're multiple. Don't, 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 don't move off, no. 
seventh month on the first day. Right. What did he say? But he also made a, a, clear, a clarified statement in there. He said, in the time appointed on the solemn, the serious feast day. That's right. So he's saying on this seventh month, which is a serious feast day, mm-hmm. it's the most dangerous that's going to go on. Now. I know the sick of the central net. When it's time, you're ready to come around. We'll do his part there. The elder will do their part. The young lion will come in. We're going to do our part. Right. But he said, uh, 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 do you remember, it's a serious feast day. This seventh month is a big feast. That's right. And he, and he said something about that. In verse number three, that I mean, verse number four, he said, "For this was a law for Israel to do." Oh, you got to blow this truck on his on his seventh day. I mean, on his seventh month on the first day. In a law of Yahweh of Israel. Uh, so we know this is a law that you got to take care of this man's business. You uh, can't be sitting around and fumbling and fooling around. We got to make sure we do this thing on the time it was appointed. That's right. Uh, we got this. Is Mother Z around? Mother Z, you on the line? Mother Z. Tell me. How do we have one? You know, Mother Z can say, don't tell me. She's ready to get a, 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 a commentary. Yeah, get a commentary. Yeah, yeah. Mother Z ready to get a commentary in before uh, I'm I'm still on my first wing. That's right. I'll be on my second wing. We get to the bottom part. That's right. Yeah, well, I bless and keep you. I'm going to read uh, from uh, Jeremiah chapter 31, starting at 31. Yahweh be with you, teacher Makaya. Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 31. Behold, the day cometh, said the Yahweh, that I will make a new covenant with the family of Israel and with the family of Yadda Judah, verse 32, not according to the covenant, covenant that I made with them, with thou father, in the day, day, in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, out of the land of Egypt. Which, 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 my covenant, they broke, broke. Although, although I was, although I was a husband to the, a husband unto them, said the Yahweh, verse thirty-three. But they shall. They shall be the but this shall be the covenant that I will make with the family of Israel after those days, said the Yahweh, I will put my law in their put my law in their 
in in work part in word part and write it in their minds and will will be their Yahweh and they shall be my people. Verse thirty four. And they and they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying saying, Know the Yahweh for they shall all know me from the least to to from the least of them unto the greatest of them, said the Yahweh, for I will forgive their sins, and I will remember their sins no more. Let me read 35 and then stop. Thus said the Yahweh, which gave the sun for a light by day, and the ordinance of the moon and the stars for a light by night, which divided the sea, which when the waves that are rolled, the Yahweh the of hosts is his name. And let me say, Right. 
was there, which means they clothed it. Right. So now he's giving descriptions of what color you should wear when it's first day of the month going to the trunk. So the seventh month, on the first day of that month, what color you should be wearing again, mother? Sally pull that out for the national audience that everybody can know the order of oh. And the, and their brethren be it arrayed in white. Oh, a book. 
So that, so that you know that that there was a big thing. They were doing this thing a big time. They, I mean, they they laid out a whole thing how it's gonna be then, and it's to come. All right, back to the young line. All right. So we know we gotta wear some uh, some some white linen. That's right. That's what we gotta make sure we got on. Now, uh, mother Mother East, y'all don't give me a closing statement. And and, uh, and white linen means white garment. With them fringes on them. You give me your clothes and uh, I'll uh, Mother, Mother Eve. And, and let them know to hold on there, Mother Eve. Let them know to hold on now. Okay. Okay. Uh, thank you, Grace Yawa, for the class. Thank you, Grace Yawa, for the seal and for Brother Teacher Makaiah, for the Teacher Makaiah. And I want to read a little bit um, in the book. Um, the first chapter of Adam and Eve, and I'm going to read, if I have time, I'm going to read from verse 1 to verse 6. Okay. It said, After these things, the word of the Yahweh come to Adam and said unto him, verse 2, O Adam, as to this fruit of the tree of life, with which thou Ask, I will not give it thee now, but when the 5,500 5, years are fulfilled, then will I give thee of the fruit of the tree of life, and thou shalt eat and live forever, thy and eat, and thy righteous seed. Verse 3. But but these forty three days can cannot make a mean for the hours in which I did transgress my commandment, my law. But oh, right. oh Adam, I give thee to eat of the fig tree in which thou didst hide thyself. Go and eat of it, love and eat. Verse five. I will not deny thy request, neither will I disappoint thy hope. Therefore, bear up unto thee fulfillment of the covenant I made with thee. And Yahweh withdraw his word from Adam. Mm. Call your verse out again, Mo. Call that verse out again for the mass noise. Call it out. And tell them, hold on to, Mother. Okay. I read uh, the book of the first book, uh, Adam and Eve, chapter 38, verses 1 to 6. Mm -hmm. Excellent. 
let the mass know that over 900,000 understand they got to hold on, mother. Hold on. And I just said to the audience, hold on. Don't give up. Hold on to the end.